Radio Veritas. It's six minutes past four in the afternoon. It's Thursday. It is changing gear. Uh, Archbishop William Slattery with you and greeting every single one of you and so happy to have you back and to be back with you uh, as we begin another year 2018. Happy New Year. May God bless every one of you and may Radio Veritas be the occasion of God's blessing to you as you tune in to uh, hear many different programs, many different voices who bring the words of Scripture to you, who bring the prayers of the Church to you, who will bring you ideas to enrich your faith and help you to encounter uh, Catholics who are involved in their faith all over the country to motivate us and to know us that we are no way alone in the work we are doing and, and uh, as Catholics. During the program today, I want to look a little bit uh, reflect a little bit about the youth and the and the world youth. I want to talk about the bicentenary that we are in the middle of celebrating now. That is that we are 200 years uh, uh, formally in South Africa. We will look at last Sunday's great feast, the Epiphany, which you celebrated uh, at the weekend. Uh, the meaning of it because it's one of the most beautiful passages in Scripture. And also I want to challenge you uh, to volunteer, perhaps to share your faith. Um, you know, uh, the uh, mind of the church at the moment is emphasizing very much our baptismal life, that we are united with Christ, that we are one body with him, uh, that we are continuing or he is continuing his work through us when we respond to him in faith and in charity. In other words, we are involved in evangelization, bringing the good news, that is, bringing the person of Jesus to other people. And that's what Radio Veritas is about. And I thank you for supporting Radio, uh, for your support of Radio Veritas. And I do request of you to continue to support this program, above all by listening, by praying with us, and also by financial help, which is very necessary for an expensive operation like a radio service. But thank you for being with us as we move into uh, 2018. For me, uh, the Christmas period, Yes, there was work to be done right through the period, but it was quieter. It was less frantic. Uh, there were no, you know, three or four meetings a day. People were away. They were on holidays. Uh, the catechetical programs, a lot of the other programs uh, in the diocese and throughout the country had become quiet as uh, people celebrated the great feasts with their families and uh, uh, with the church. So now we're beginning to pick up again as we move into January and uh, let us go into the new year with confidence because we do not go in alone. Uh, just now um, I had the joy of uh, attending the annual general meeting of the Umtlangano in Clesio, that is the Sodality of the Sacred Heart, Pilo Eadorehang, which took place in Pretoria at the Capuchin Centre of, uh, uh, of Padre Pio. And their theme at the beginning of the year was, Lord, stay with us. Stay with us, Lord. 
words that you find frequently in the scriptures uh, as the apostles and so many other people came after Jesus, inviting him to stay with them. And what a beautiful theme it is for all of us beginning 2018. I think you could make it the theme of the year and I could, I could I think you could make it the prayer of the year it's because it's a prayer. It's just how many words, four or five words, three words, in fact. Stay with me, Lord. Stay with us, Lord. Uh, to pray that when you get onto the taxi. Pray that when you're going to work. Pray that when you're going to the kitchen. Pray that when you wake up at night. Pray that at any time, even going to concerts or sport, uh, uh, stay with us, Lord. Yes, uh, you've heard just in the news bulletin just now, uh, the Secretary of State, Cardinal Parolin, in Rome, uh, pointing out that during the course of this year, Pope Francis will be paying a lot of attention and inviting the church itself to pay a lot of attention to uh, themes like the family and like youth. Very much this will be a year where we will reflect with our youth. And I must say, uh, we had a joy uh, as priests of the Archdiocese of Pretoria from the tw- 11th to the 14th of uh, December, just before Christmas. We went together for four days to St. John Vianney Seminary. The students had gone home. We had the place to ourselves. Father Silimela received us so well and helped us. And we had a time to reflect together on our priestly ministry, how it is affecting us personally, and the joys we get out of it, very much important to emphasize that, the joy of being a priest, and our priests seem to be very happy in general and committed to their work. But also we must look at the challenges faced in being a priest today, you know, the challenges in trying to administer large parishes, to deal with all kinds of people, to respond to the needs of people, Uh, you know, loneliness also can be uh, something, our own personal difficulties, Uh, so many issues, and how to deal with you youth, how to deal with, uh, uh, you know, men's sodalities. All of these were issues we had to speak about. Uh, but um, the, the lay people who came to speak to us spoke so beautifully, and they told us to look after ourselves. Now, uh, as I say, Cardinal Parolin pointed out that the Pope will be looking at youth in a special way during this year. And let me begin uh, my talk today for just three or four minutes now, talking about that very question about youth and talking to youth if there are any listening and I do encourage them to listen to Radio Veritas uh, because you too, you are the church, not you will be the church of the future, you are the church of today. Um, So let me begin by congratulating the organisers but above all the youth themselves who attended the Mini World Youth Day. And I think a lot of you were familiar with what went on because uh, Radio Veritas brought you uh, brought you present uh, through interviews, through recording and playing of some of the liturgical ceremonies. So uh, all of you were aware, and all of you were aware because you supported almost four thousand young Catholics from all over South Africa, a few from Zimbabwe and Swaziland and uh, Botswana uh, to attend. And 
uh, I say congratulations is particularly to the youth um, because uh, there was about 4,000 present. There was this tremendous spirit of participation, of joy, of excitement, of thirst, really, for the things of the faith, a tremendous joyful, respectful response to what the faith asks of us. So World Mini World Youth Day in Durban uh, was a great success. Cardinal Napier and his team need to be certainly congratulated. Now, the first three days of that were spent uh, in the homes of Catholics or with Catholic families in the diocese, Durban, of course, first, but also in a special way, Marion Hill, Umzumkulu, going up as far as Ishoe. Um, and so the youth were deeply impressed by the reception they got in those three days. You know, they were farmed out. They went from, for example, Pretoria or Johannesburg. The biggest number came from Joburg here. Pretoria had about 300, and all the other dioceses contributed their own numbers. But when they arrived in Durban, they were farmed out to families and parishes, and there they spent uh, uh, some time with Catholic people around the country. And the youth were deeply impressed by the hospitality, by the kindness of people who received them. They were very impressed by this. Uh, then, having you know met in the various cathedrals of the diocese where they met and um, have mass and a blessing and a sending off again from the bishop of that diocese, they came to Durban to the convention center for the next three three and a half days. And, you know, uh, I was there for uh, most of the, about 20 of the bishops were present at some time or other. And I was there myself. And one experienced the joy in faith of people. People were there filled with joy and that joy, the origin source of it was their faith. Uh, they experienced the church's family. You know, the, you know, one of the difficulties, particularly if you're from small places or from outstations, which so, so many of our youth are, is that you're surrounded by people who are not Catholics. Uh, you, uh, you attend the church, but there's just a few of you there. But to go to Durban and to see the tremendous joy and enthusiasm of young Catholic people in great numbers from all over the country gave you a sense of experience of church in faith. Uh, you could say, I'm not alone in my faith. Also, it was a joy to meet with the bishops. As I say, the cardinal was there, uh, the apostolic nuncio, Archbishop Peter Wells said the final mass. And it was a wonderful joy to, uh, to have him there because in a special way he links us with the Universal Church or with Pope Francis. Um, it was a meeting then of the bishops because many times young people simply see a bishop when he comes for confirmation and that seems to be a rushed though excited moment. But here in Durban, bishops were walking around, they were sharing meals, they were sharing prayers, they were sharing chairs, they were participating and listening to the talent competitions and uh, all the interviews that took place. Again, it was a time uh, where one experienced the vibrancy, the, the, the liveliness of our liturgy, and the youth participated with all their hearts. Um, Again, one got a sense of the richness of our youth and what they have to add, have to offer uh, the church and the world. And then, I suppose, finally, it was a challenge to live out and continue to live out that spirit of faith. Um, 
Now, uh, I, I mentioned this at the beginning because, as I said, from the 11th to the 14th inclusive uh, of December, just before um, um, Christmas and after, in fact, uh, the, the World Youth Day, um, uh, I, I invited all our priests to come together from uh, the Archdiocese of Pretoria, John Vianney Seminary, and there we had input from some excellent Catholic people. Um, but uh, one group who made an input uh, were the youth of our archdiocese, who are excellent. And, you know, they were quite clear. And uh, while they praised the priest and they praised the church, they also uh, felt that a lot more could be done for them. You know, they had the impression that priests are somehow distant from youth. Uh, somehow, is it afraid of youth? Is it shy of youth? Is it insecure when among young people? In other words, our youth uh, in Archdiocese Pretoria, and I think it can be the same in other places, were calling for more mentorship, they said. That is, you know, in a sense, in a way, youth today uh, are often by themselves. You know, when I grew up 70 years ago, I was surrounded by men, I was surrounded by women, I was surrounded by family, I was surrounded by parish, I was surrounded by teachers and neighbors, all of whom were Catholics and all who were very kind and very committed. Uh, but the youth of today, especially those in urban situations, they're often alone, you know, because mother is working, granny is doing her best, dad is sometimes there and sometimes isn't. And so they do need mentorship, the need to be accompanied, and the need adults walking with them. They want to be independent of adults, of course, but at the same time, the presence of adults makes a huge impact on them. And the feel that the church could do much more here and ask our priests to get closer to our youth. Uh, they call for adults who empathize with them. Uh, young people today felt, as they, as they communicated with us, that they are judged, that they are criticized, that they're not couraged, that they're not noticed. Their task seems to be sit down and maybe sing a few hymns, and that's it. They want to be heard. They want to participate. They have a lot to offer, and they need uh, uh, adults then who are not simply sitting on them, but adults who want to, to uh, who can empathize, sympathize, and listen to them. And also, they want the church today, ourselves, bishops and priests, and the adults in the church, parish councils and catechism teachers, uh, to deal with the problems which are facing the youth today. You know, youth today are facing huge problems, facing so many choices, both for good and for evil and they need, as it were, the youth uh, or the church to deal with them, uh, with them now, not for them, but with them on these issues. Um, they need the church, as it were, to father them. And also there was felt a tremendous need. The priests themselves also expressed this in response, that we need a structured youth program to take us through the year. Because for many dioceses, uh, what would happen is there are a few big events annually, uh, maybe three events, maybe four events, if they're lucky, where youth uh, of a diocese come together. And that seems to be the beginning and end of it. And that is not sufficient. Uh, we need some sort of a structured youth program that takes us right uh, through the year.
So I congratulate the youth again on the matric results. Over 4,000 passing and doing very well. And 156,000, is it? Got bachelor passes. They can go on to third-level education, universities. Uh, and uh, we thank God. Thank you and congratulating young, congratulations, young people. You sweated and worked hard for this. You walked many miles. You sat in many lectures. You wrote uh, terrifying exams. And you have passed and you have come true and you have succeeded. And we are proud of of you. I wish to thank and praise our Catholic schools, principals and teachers who have, you know, been the occasion of doing so well once more and showing, you know, the commitment uh, of, our, of, our, of, of our Catholic Church and our people to uh, offering first-class education. Now, the... Um, uh, but I say now to the youth, uh, as you know, uh, all these days they're talking about free university education. It's quite a problem that has suddenly been thrown into the lap of the universities uh, without much preparation, which is a pity and will confuse many people. But let us move uh, carefully into this situation and move in so far as we can to facilitating uh, young people getting a good education as freely as is possible and with the time necessary to achieve such a huge demand. And so, as I say, congratulations to the Department of Education also, uh, to the principals, the school boards, the teachers, and, of course, the parents who supported their young people, and, above all, the young people themselves. And I say, as I say that in conclusion, I say, now, now what? Young people, now what? Uh, you know, you're deciding what to do. You would like to do this. You would like to do that. Uh, do you have enough finance? Do you have enough points for your from your exam results? Are there openings in the universities? Uh, what subject would you like to take? Uh, you cannot take that. Then what would you like? What else in its place? So. This is the question on your mind at the moment. And I say to you, I just slip in a little word here and say to you, well, what about uh, priesthood or religious life? As you know, during the, the course of this year, uh, there will be a synod, that is a worldwide meeting of bishops, well, representatives of all the bishops' uh, countries and conferences in the world uh, in October this year on the subject of, um, of youth, of the church responding to where youth are today, of youth making known to the church what they need today, a real dialogue, a learning on every side on how to respond better and to make the gospel something living and real uh, for young people today so that they continue to meet Jesus as young people of all generations of the past. And uh, so that will be the sinner theme of this year. And I say, young people, think about service in the church. Okay, hopefully many of you will be involved, coming back from Durban, will be involved in the life and work of the church. And there's a thousand ways of doing that. And very central, of course, is getting involved in good family situations, having good families, and bringing uh, your family and your children to God. But I do, the, the church will also speak at the youth synod this year about discernment of vocation. Not only married vocation, laity single lay vocation is also a very authentic way of serving God, but also about priestly and religious life. Religious life seems to have 
you know, beginning to really slip, at least the feminine women's religious life numbers are going down. You know, um, these women religious are the foundation of the Catholic Church in Southern Africa. You know, everywhere you go, it was they who built the schools, they who gave their lives to teach our young people. You know, uh, just over Christmas there, I had two funerals. One sister was 99, the other was 90. They had spent their lives totally at the service of you uh, around this country here. Who is taking over from them? So, would you not like to serve Jesus also? Is that a possibility for some of you, besides becoming engineers and fashion designers and I don't know what? Why not become also a religious or a uh, or a priest. Of course, that's not the only way of being a Catholic, but it is also a very special and unique way. Uh, and in this context, um, uh, Deacon Thanium Caesar uh, from the Archdiocese of Pretoria will be ordained a priest at Kangala on January the 20th. So uh, I invite you there, January 20th at Kangala, out beyond Bronkhurst, that side of town. Uh, Fani, uh, who's from that area, will be ordained a priest. And he's on retreat at Laverna at the moment, preparing in silence and in prayer for that great day. And then on the 10th of February, and I will interview these young priests now over the next few weeks and months, uh, Deacon Peto Matara will be ordained a priest up in Soshanguve, February 10, also a Saturday. And then for, uh, both of them will have their first masses for their home parishes subsequent to that. So these are two young men now, talented, educated, committed, who have prepared for a number of years and are now dedicating their lives to be priests at the service of God's people. Pray for them. Join with them if you can attend their ordinations. Congratulate their families who are being so good. And uh, and so I invite then uh, young people to think also of this beautiful way of life. It involves, of course, more university studies at the seminaries in South Africa, in Pretoria and in Cape Town and in Sadara perhaps also as well. So I would say about priestly life, I am now... You know, uh, it's uh, 55 years, 56 years, 50, yes, 56 years since I joined the Franciscans as a young man. And I can say it's a beautiful life to be a priest, to be a religious. And for me, to be a Franciscan, uh, uh, people asked me at the Mini World Youth Day, if, you were, if I was young again, would I choose this way of life? And I would say, absolutely. I would run up the steps and join, uh, as I did so many years ago at the end of 1962. And so, uh, young people, I challenge you then also to consider this way of life. Let us listen now uh, to some uh, first piece of music. Uh, we're still coming out slowly of that Christmas epiphany period, and we'll listen to Handel's For Unto Us a Child is Born. <laughs> 